Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. 524 has been officially designated National Brothers Day, whether it's your actual sibling or someone you share a bond of brotherhood with. Do not let the day go by without acknowledging them. Life is short, as you know. I was not fortunate enough to have a brother by blood, but I do have a couple of those special brotherly bonds, and if you're listening, you know who you are. Love you, bro. It's also National Scavenger Hunt Day, which is always fun. On the food calendar, it's hashtag National Escargot Day, French for edible snails. Definitely an acquired taste and one that I have not acquired, but snails are said to be an excellent source of protein, low in fat, and very tasty. You do have to wonder, though, not only snails, but clams, which I love, shrimp, which I love, lobster, which I love, and even the egg. Who in their right mind was the first person to eat it? I mean, you'd have to be really, really darn hungry to pick up a lobster or snails and think, hmm, I'm going to cook this and eat it. Especially a lobster, right? I mean, who would have even picked it up before we knew what they were? And in the headlines today, a solemn day. It was a year ago today, a teenage gunman shot and killed 19 children and two teachers at the Robb Elementary School in the small town of Uvalde, Texas, before he was shot and killed by police who were slow to respond. The community holding a low-key ceremony today to honor the 21 victims and in the nation's capital. The families of these 19 children and two teachers, uh, the 17 others who were injured, the entire community that is still mourning. Uh, They are in the president's prayers. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says Washington will also pause to honor the victims and said President Biden has not spoken to the families. Why not, Joe? Pick up the phone. For the second straight day, the president has absolutely nothing on his calendar outside of his daily briefing. No doubt that he will be talking about gun control, making it political, instead of talking to the families and victims. Mr. Empathy, you know, the consoler-in-chief. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, another person that wants Biden's job, is officially going to make the much-anticipated announcement around 6 or 7 o'clock this evening on Twitter. With Twitter owner Elon Musk, Newsmax broke the news Tuesday. Well, if you're just joining us, we do have some breaking news for you. Newsmax has learned that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was set to announce his run for president tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with yeah, we're Elon kind of Musk bearing the lead. on Twitter. I was with, building. I was yeah. a crescendo. Well, I know. With Elon Musk, I mean, that's, that's a first. Yeah, exactly. Right? It will be moderated by uh, a Musk confidant, also yeah, someone Sachs, who's a DeSantis uh, a supporter. Exactly. It'll be on their audio chats platform. Again, very, very interesting how yeah. he's choosing to do this. And I think trying to get those younger voters. With- That's Bob Sellers and Katrina Zisch on Tuesday's American Agenda. So that's this evening on Twitter, and that's kind of weird, right? It's happening from the beautiful Four Seasons Hotel in Miami on Twitter's audio platform, which I'm sure millions of people don't know how to access. And what about the millions and millions of people that are not even on Twitter? Although Elon Musk, who's apparently hosting the whole shindig, hashtag leave Elon alone, who owns the company, reportedly has 140 million plus followers. 
140 million. So if all of Elon's followers follow, then that's a huge audience. But after that, every media outlet will be playing it anyway, but I'm not really sure I like it. Let's get more from American Agenda. As I mentioned before, I think it's a real interesting way. It's smart because if you can bring Elon Musk into the fold, mm -hmm. not only is there a ton of money, but there's a ton of following. And I think that's really important because right now you got two big dogs. You got Trump, who has a, a huge following and money, but you also have DeSantis, who I guess would be the second horse in the race that people think could potentially win, given his record. But his ability to raise money, too, you've got some huge he already GOP has money. donors. Yes. Yeah, he's got over $100 million. So he can go the distance. Now, if the other candidates decide to stay in longer and longer and longer, it's going to hurt DeSantis. Yeah, and Lydia, you know, it's interesting also about the Twitter announcement for DeSantis. Mm -hmm. He knows full well that Donald Trump is no longer on Twitter and has said that he will no longer go on Twitter. He's relegated himself to his own platform, Truth mm -hmm. Social, of course. Uh, DeSantis is, is playing uh, some good strategy here. He's got he some, is because he's trying to show he's the candidate of the future. Exactly. That we can't look backwards, that he has all the policies that Trump has without the baggage, and he's looking forward. But then you have on the other side of the aisle people, the MAGA supporters, that say you can't have the Trump policies without the man himself, Donald Trump. Well, they also say that uh, this is the criticism I hear behind closed doors, is he doesn't have the personality to pull this off, yet... I've seen him. He does a good job. He, he often does a great he, job. He exactly. does a good job. I think a lot of people like him. Uh, and but someone so. I know that actually works here says she sat next to him at a dinner yeah. for like two hours, and he yeah. didn't. Ron DeSantis, and he didn't speak a word to her. She thought he was very awkward, and any time that mm. he is on, it's yeah. very forced. Whereas Donald Trump, I've interviewed him a few times um, because he's a New York staple, and I was a reporter here. He's right. charming. He is so charming yeah. and he charismatic. He doesn't forget a name. Never. That's Newsmax weekend host and New York News reporter Lydia Serrani on American Agenda. DeSantis is scheduled to go to Greensboro, North Carolina, and Nevada next month and is expected to have an announcement event, some kind of an event, near Tampa, Florida next week. Meanwhile, one of his competitors, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, is speaking in New Hampshire today. That will also be getting some coverage. More on the pending DeSantis announcement and Donald Trump from Greg Kelly. Ron DeSantis is declaring for president tomorrow in an interview with Elon Musk. That's a little, um, well, that's never been done before. Why does Ron need to be accompanied by the richest man in the world at his presidential announcement? This is very non-standard. More from Elon Musk, I guess. My preference, and I think would be the preference of most Americans, is really to have someone fairly normal in office. Um, someone, <laughs> I, think, I think we'd all be quite, uh, quite happy with that, actually. Um, you know, I think someone that uh, is representative of the moderate views that I think most of the country holds in reality. Moderate views. Uh, I'll get to those in a moment. Sounds good, but what does it actually mean? One other observation from Elon Musk, who apparently is the MC of the Ron DeSantis presidential campaign. The way things are set up is that we, we, we do have a system that seems to push things towards the edges because of the primaries. So in order to win the primary, you've got to win, um, obviously, a majority of your party's vote. Uh, in both cases, that tends to cause a swing to the left and the right. You know, I consider myself MAGA, make America great again. I don't consider myself an extremist. Do you, if you're MAGA? 
What do we want? We want strong borders, okay? We want to know who's coming into the country. We don't like wars that never end and that we lose in the end. We don't like overregulation. We prefer lower taxes. And this transgender mess, I mean, not wanting to have drag queens in the schools with the kids, is that somehow uh, not moderate? Is this somehow MAGA? Is this somehow extremist? Fine, if you want to call us that, you can. They're labeling us that. You know, I like Elon Musk. Easy for him to say, perhaps. If you think, if anybody tries to tell you that the MAGA agenda is too extreme, I tell them to watch the Mount Rushmore July 4th speech from Donald Trump. This is a message, quite frankly, if you listen to it, I know some people don't like Donald Trump, but if you, <laughs> if you listen to it, it's a message that could win 50 states, really. Oh, yeah, the Trump July 4th Mount Rushmore speech. Go look it up if you haven't seen it or don't remember. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, who also had a look back at the nation's worst mass shooting as we remember the victims and their families in Uvalde, Texas today. The 2017 mass shooting in Las Vegas. This was the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. 60 people killed, hundreds wounded, and we don't know a damn thing. They won't tell us a damn thing about the motive of the shooter. Again, largest mass shooting in U.S. history. 60 killed, hundreds wounded. It occurred at that uh, annual music festival in Las Vegas. The gunman, we are told, is Stephen Paddock, a 64-year-old mysterious fellow. However, in recent weeks, it's come to light that some of his friends knew he planned to shoot people. And they told him not to. Did the FBI know that ahead of time? The FBI seems to get tipped off about a lot of things. They were on their way to see Lee Harvey Oswald in the lead up to the Kennedy assassination. They just never got around to it. They never got around to following up with all those flight schools with the instructors telling them about these weirdos who only wanted to learn how to take off and not so much how to land. Did they know something? Do they know something? I know they don't trust us, and we have to find out. I mean, this is our information. They work for us, and they don't seem to understand that. Greg Kelly reports weeknights at 10 o'clock Eastern. And for more on the FBI, we go to the Chris Salcedo Show with former Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos. George, back to you. According to an unsealed filing in the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, that's FISA, and it's supposed to be foreign, but guess what? We're talking about Americans here. The FBI improperly used warrantless searches on American citizens over 278,000 times in 2021. Reports like this, uh, alongside damning testimony from whistleblowers, tell me the Department of Injustice, the FBI, they are, as one informant put it, rotten to the core. Isn't that a fair analysis? Well, Chris, certainly, and this is the consequence of not holding these people accountable. When you didn't hold them accountable in 2016, we later found out that the CIA was willfully interfering and colluding with big tech in the 2020 election to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story and to basically uh, let the American public think that that was Russian disinformation. So that was a consequence of that. And of course, now when you are holding them accountable for their egregious misconduct regarding the FISA court, 
in which they used fabricated evidence to defraud a FISA court to get a FISA warrant against an American citizen to spy on a Trump campaign. Now look exactly what they're doing in 2021. So this is a disturbing right. trend that will only continue unless Congress acts, and that means defunding this organization until there are system systemic changes and or leadership changes at the top. This has to happen. Right on. George Papadopoulos, as you know, was caught up in the FBI crosshairs of Trump-Russia collusion. He spent 12 days in jail after pleading guilty to lying to the FBI and almost had his entire life ruined. A month to the day after Tucker Carlson was pulled off the air at Fox News, that's today, Carlson's biographer, Chadwick Moore, exposes the real reason that it happened on John Bachman Now. Uh, you posted on Twitter yesterday that there is some information that, you know, can't wait for your book to be released. It comes out on July, July 18th. Tell us what that information is. Right. So this is according to two sources uh, who are um, very close to the situation, who have intimate knowledge of the situation, who both independently confirmed to me that the reason why his show was pulled off the air uh, he's not fired. He's still an employee of Fox News. He's still under contract. But the reason why his show was pulled off the air uh, was because it was a condition that was in the agreement uh, with the settlement with Dominion Voting Systems. Now, Dominion has denied this. Fox News has denied this. Uh, this has also been reported elsewhere, and it was reported elsewhere. Bef uh, uh, that I, uh, that reports came out after I already knew this information. There are other Fox producers who are on hidden camera. Those producers are not my sources who have also confirmed this. But my sources who are very close to the situation said this is indeed the fact and that it came just moments before Fox and Dominion were about to go to trial. Fox desperately did not want to go to trial. And uh, this agreement was reached that they would take him off the air as a part of the condition. That's Chadwick Moore, who's working with Tucker on writing his biography, citing multiple sources that basically Dominion voting systems finally said, yeah, we will accept your $787 million out-of-court settlement. Still an odd number, but whatever. We'll accept the settlement as long as you get rid of Tucker Carlson. That certainly sounds like something that could very well have happened. You'd like to see Fox protect their number one guy, but money trumps ratings, reputation, and everything else. Fox would much rather make a settlement with Tucker 20, 30, 40 million, whatever it's going to be, then have to pay Dominion another 150, 200 million, or go to court, as Mr. Moore said. There was also news yesterday on how liberal Fox News is really getting, at least according to this story by Mary Margaret O'Hanlon at the Daily Signal. And Mary, there's, you know, the, the accusations, and based on your reporting, is that there's a massive culture change at, at Fox News. Gone are the old days of Roger Ailes and the kind of ethic that really represented middle America. Today, it's all about the Murdoch family, the top-down management style. What's, what's more important is what happens in New York and Washington, D.C. than what happens in the middle America. Tell us what you found in your reporting. Yes, yeah, so what we learned in our report is that it appears Fox is implementing a lot of woke policies through its corporate company handbook. And this what we heard is that a lot of this is coming from the top. So for example, in this company handbook, employees are told that they can come up with a workplace transition plan. That means a workplace gender transition plan where they can work with Fox to come up with a plan for when they're gonna start using the bathroom that aligns with their gender identity, not their biological sex, 
when their pro coworkers are start going to start using preferred pronouns for them, different things like that, when they're going to announce that they're transitioning. They also specifically say that you can use the bathroom that aligns with your gender identity, that your colleagues need to call you by your preferred pronouns, and a whole slew of <clears throat> other things it's all laid out in this company handbook, which all Fox employees have. That's from corporate. Uh, and we found this really interesting, particularly because, as we all know, Fox likes to talk about these things on air. Um, you know, we'll often hear about biological males being in women's spaces, but then you have this Fox company handbook where it specifically says that this is company policy. Mm. We also spoke mm. to a whole bunch of people who had other really interesting things to say about what Fox's culture is like. That was interesting yesterday, too, because Mary's reporting went kind of viral, and I, Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire was talking about it, and he specifically mentioned that he was banned from appearing on Fox News to talk about his uh, I Am a Woman uh, documentary that he made and all of his great reporting that he's done exposing, like, the University of Vanderbilt Medical School uh, for their, you know, kind of for-profit motive for doing a lot of these surgeries. John Bachman, host of John Bachman Now, noon Eastern on Newsmax, a great way to spend your lunch and another reason that you have to have the Newsmax app on your phone. If you're working on your lunch, you can watch Newsmax live on your phone and get caught up on everything. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, DirecTV, Comcast, Dish, Spectrum, Cox Cable, and many, many others. It's also available on platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, Zumo, and many others. And again, if you have the app, you can watch any one of your favorite shows like John Bachman now, Greg Kelly reports, The Chris Salcedo Show, Greta Van Susteren, uh, Rob Schmidt Tonight, Prime News with Jen Pellegrino, and more. Meanwhile, thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a great rest of the day or night. We'll see you back here tomorrow and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.